Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, it's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're talking to Ishii Foods. Yeah, the creators of Asian-inspired oatmeal. Oh my gosh, you're going to love these flavors and this idea with this amazing new brand. On the podcast today is Lean Young. She is the founder and CEO. It is so great to have you here with us today, Lean. Thank you, Justin. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you're here too. And I was enjoying like getting to know you and like researching you and your product. And I can't even wait to to unpack like how you came up with this and how you launched it. But before that, let's start with a little bit of your background. Share with our audience what you were doing before launching the business. Sure. Um, before I started this oatmeal business, I was in management consulting, very different industry. Uh, so I worked for um, the Boston Consulting Group in Boston. Uh, I was working with Fortune 500 companies, uh, organization design, uh, brand strategy, uh, and a lot of M&A cases as well. Um, and while I was there, I you know, was eating a lot of oatmeal and I found the gap in the oatmeal market. But more about my personal story. So before consulting, I studied finance uh, at the University of New Hampshire. Uh, and then I, prior to that, I grew up in China. Uh, in a beautiful coastal city called Qingdao, known for our beer. So if you go to any Chinese restaurant, yeah, if they only have one beer, that would be it. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> yes, I grew up uh, while well, drinking a lot of beer. Um, and I moved to the United States. <laughs> I love <States>. it. <laughs> There's really no drinking age in, in Asia. That's right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, but well, I studied very hard as well. I moved to the U.S. Uh, by myself when I was 19 uh, wow. for college. Okay, got it. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, pretty much my story. Still, I love it. I'm out here by myself. Uh, my whole family are in China. Wow. And uh, now I'm doing something that I'm more personally passionate about, um, bring Asian-inspired flavors to the U.S. market. That's perfect. Yeah. And so, okay. I, I love that. And wow, what a cool story. Um, now, how did you, you hadn't done work, I don't believe, like in the food space or beverage space and whatnot. So, h- how did you decide it was going to be oatmeal? And then, like, what did that look like from the initial idea perspective? I did not really look at the food market uh, for a white space. I kind of just um, run into this white space because. I ate a lot of oatmeal and every morning I had to choose between plain bland oats and the sugary instant oatmeal. Right. And usually I would go for the instant oatmeal because I just can't get off on the flavor. And visiting that category uh, is really only a few flavors, apple, cinnamon, maple brown sugar. I get so bored eating these flavors. <laughs> Uh, right. And I have to give up, you know, I, I would feel bad on the day if I ate an extra cookie um, <laughs> right. because oatmeal has, I don't know, the flavor of oatmeal has so much sugar in it. Totally. Um, so I remembered um, a very flavorful uh, traditional Chinese cereal my mom used to make for me when I was growing up in China. It's called black sesame cereal. Um, my mom added a lot of 
seeds, nuts, you know, including black sesame, walnut, and made the oatmeal so nutty, toasty, flavorful, and it was so nutritious. Wow. It, it was really one of my favorite foods growing up. So I decided to recreate my oatmeal um, inspired by my mom's recipe. Uh, so I developed a very first version of black sesame oatmeal in my own kitchen and share that with my old coworkers and my American friends. They all loved it. At one point, my coworker was trying to buy the recipe for me. Um, <laughs> wow. And then I realized there has to be a market. Right. This is, uh, innovation to the oatmeal market. Um, so then I, you know, kind of put my consultant head on uh, and uh, uh, use my business school skills to actually look at the oatmeal market. I see there is a gap uh, and this market is is growing very slowly, almost flat because there's no innovation. That's right. Totally. So that's pretty cool. So you did your homework. You, you, you had some an idea of something that had worked you know, when you lived in China and that you really liked. How did you go from, okay, there's a gap in the market. There's an opportunity for innovation. I know something that tastes good. People like what I create and they're, they're you know, when I make it at my home. How did you go from that to actually launching an initial product? My very first step was uh, Googling how to start a food. <laughs> nice. uh, anyway. Good place to start. Uh, from there, I got yeah, from there I got my food manager license, rented a commercial kitchen, and started making oatmeal by hand in a commercial kitchen on Sundays. Um, and uh, every week, I would uh, demo or you know do some sort of tabling. Uh, at yoga studios, food markets, local grocery stores in Chicago um, to get feedback and also sell some handmade products. Uh, within a year, so this is this was 2019. Within 2019, I did over 50 demos. Wow. Uh, sold over 4,000 handmade products. Wow, that's while I was good. Uh, a part-time student at business school. Wow. Yeah, it was great. And I saw just how excited uh, everyone was when they were tasting the oatmeal. That confirmed my belief that this product is is wanted in the market. Uh, I felt I was on a mission to really launch this product uh, on a a bigger scale. So I then uh, conducted a Kickstarter campaign in March 2020 to get our initial funding for professional packaging. I was I really had no financial resources to to really do anything professionally. Um, Kickstarter was a great platform for us. Um, And uh, then from there, we launched in local Whole Foods stores, started with 27 Chicagoland stores. Uh, And now, this is November 2021, we are in 600 stores. Uh, We rebranded the company from an old name to the new brand Ishi, uh, meaning ritual in Chinese. Because I really think uh, eating nutritious, purposeful, delicious food is more than just a daily routine. Uh, it's really, it's almost a ceremonial event. It's, you know, in the morning you get your oatmeal and it's a ritual. Sure. I love that. And I love the name. I think it's very catchy. Now, when you um, when you launched, and so the Kickstarter campaign helped you figure out or get get funding for packaging, and whatnot. Did you ha- always have the idea for these multiple flavors that you have today, or was it launching with one flavor or two? What did that look like? Uh, we launched five flavors at once. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I started with black sesame flavor. Um, oh, we actually launched with four flavors. We added matcha this year. 
um, because a lot of our early customers were demanding uh, a matcha latte flavor. But um, when I was doing, when I was sampling uh, this, the very first flavor, black sesame flavor, I got a lot of suggestions from our, actually our early advocates, the Asian American market. Um, those customers, um, you know, suggested we should do a taro bubble tea flavor. And I got a lot of suggestion on, on that because it's everybody's favorite taro, uh, is everybody's favorite bubble tea flavor. Uh, and then we got a lot of suggestions on red bean flavor because that one is a really popular filling in Japanese dessert. Interesting. In mochi, you know, or pastry. Um, it's, yeah, Japanese little red bean is really sweet. Um, and I, I had a, my personal favorite, actually, um, besides the black sesame, I was making uh, my oatmeal with soy milk and osmanthus flour, which is an herbal tea. Uh, and it supports a lot of uh, immunity-related benefits. So I just thought the flavor itself was so floral and also creamy. Uh, I share with our early customers. They loved it. So when we did the Kickstarter campaign, we just went with all four. <laughs> I love it. That's and when you launched, did you already know people were going to buy it, or did you, had you done some testing, or did you already have people that had sampled it and said we would buy it? Like when did you know it was going to be? Oh, I think we have something here. Mm, I think the very first moment when I thought you know there was real potential in this market was when we demoed at a local grocery store in Chicago called Hyde Park Produce. This family-owned shop at the University of Chicago campus. Uh, and I convinced the owner um, to let me test sell in there. Uh, over two hours, we sold, over, we, we sold over 40 packets of oatmeal. I packed them into little packets. Wow. That was over two hours. That was in two hours. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, we were also doing live sample. Me and my friends were also doing live demoing there. And... I just saw the reaction from people's faces. They <laughs> were, they loved it. And when they tried it, their initial reaction was, damn, this, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, we had a little kids, you know, who wouldn't leave the demo table if um, it's not getting another cup. Um, so I thought, well, I, I think there's the, there's, some market share for our for our product here. No doubt. So then um that's that's so cool to get real-time feedback like that. And then what how did you think about you know how you'd sell it in terms of channels, you know, direct to consumer? I know you can buy on your website and whatnot, but what about retail? How did you think about those um, types of route to market? In the early days, we when we did when I did uh, demos, I did a lot of surveys as well. So from our survey results. We also sorry, Kickstarter um, backers. Um, it just shows most of our um, Kickstarter backers and most of our early customers shop in grocery stores for their pantry items and breakfast items. Um, uh, uh, so that's that's kind of the very first reason why I wanted to focus on retail. Um, and as we grow. Um, I really see, you know, the potential of e-commerce because we're getting a lot of traction online as well. So our current strategy is to use online our website um, as a platform to build our brand uh, and engage with our customers, uh, subscribers, uh, and we're building 
our distribution nationally in retail. So our products can be more accessible to customers all over the country. I love that. That's so great. And then are you still doing the commercial kitchen or have you had to progress from there? What does that look like? Because obviously as your volumes go up, that may be a limitation. Um, even though I was amazing at packing oatmeal, <laughs> we yep. had to <laughs> switch to uh, a co-packer, a co-manufacturer of his bigger production capacity. So right now we work with a very large co-manufacturer uh, located in Illinois, um, and they handle all production for us. That's awesome. Wow. Um, and then how do you think about... You've got the five flavors today. Do you look at expanding on that? Or like, how do you think about that as you look at the next 6 to 12 months? Yes. We well, we plan to launch a new flavor next year, um, probably by the end of Q2. And we do want to start testing new products, uh, not oatmeal products, visiting our subscribers. Oh, uh, so very good. On our website, we have a subscription box. Um and our subscribers can get a very nice box of you know what they choose to purchase. And every month we're also putting a little surprise or a new flavor or you know our samples from our new products. Um, so we'll do more testing on the new products next year uh, and uh, announce you know the next product line. Uh, in Q3 next year. Wow, that's really cool. And then how have you um, navigated retail? I mean, in terms of getting access to stores or some of the buyers for different categories, what does that look like? We work with a lot of um, partners across the country, brokers and sales reps. Um, when I started, uh, it was just me calling grocery stores. We actually got into Whole Foods Um by calling the 800 hotline when I... <laughs> I love it. Before I had a product in 2019. Uh, and yeah, and for the local grocery store, I probably walk into their store 20 times. Just, wow. yeah, uh, and co-calling the buyer. Uh, and then um, we added an incredible member on the team uh, who has tremendous experience from re uh, retail CPG. Um, so that's our current VP of sales. He helped a Canadian uh, probiotic drink company build their U.S. distribution. Got it. Uh, and then he joined us and uh, started building our national sales team. So right now we have uh, quite a few brokers all over the nation covering every region and major banners. That's great. I love that. Um that's so exciting. And then do you do a lot of marketing today or are you more word of mouth? What does that look like in terms of building brand awareness? So this year we are doing more word of mouth organic marketing um, because Ishi was only launched in June a few months ago. So we want to, you know, first build the organic movement, really leverage all the all the organic traction we're getting. Um, but we also have a plan to do more. Um, performance marketing, um, paid marketing, more um, promotions next year. Got it. That's great. Um, I, I always love to ask our guests uh, some of their biggest lessons learned. You're a couple years in here and, and have so much runway and growth in front of you. But for the other entrepreneurs that are listening, you know, what would be two or three pieces of advice that you'd offer based on your experience? Very good question. Um, I think... For me personally, the most important thing um, that supported me during the entrepreneurial journey so far was 
uh, emotional support system, a support system. <laughs> Got it. Uh, composed of friends, family, uh, even though my family are remote, um, and my team, uh, and also mentors and advisors, um, because there's there's not just a lot of challenges building a business, business challenges, but there's also a lot of stress that every entrepreneur needs to deal with. Uh, if an entrepreneur is a sole entrepreneur, then you know he or she needs to um, to balance the stress and work every day by by himself or self. So it's important to just have someone to talk to, bounce ideas off, and also end of day share complaints and uh, vent because sometimes it can be frustrating. So I think having a strong support system is really, you know, uh, important and sustainable um, in the long term. Uh, another advice I would share is uh, um, be willing to give uh, and also be willing to learn. So always learn. I learn from our team. I learn from all of my friends and uh, other founders. I learn from investors as well. In the meantime, I try to give. Uh, as much as I can, because there's uh, are a lot of other founders who are either at a similar stage, uh, who's who wants to share experience, uh, or who are at an earlier stage, just want to kind of learn my experience. Um, I, you know, when I, I I found it's always so helpful for me to talk to other founders. So I try to do the same as well, sharing, you know, everything I know. I love that. That's such great advice and uh, totally common theme amongst brands that are really doing well in the in the new startup space. It's so cool. Um, Lean, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, learn about your product, buy your product, etc. Sure. Um, if you live near Wegmans uh, on the East Coast, uh, look us in the store. Uh, and in the Midwest, we're in Meyer, um, Peace Fresh Market, Whole Foods here. Uh, on the West Coast, we're in Bristol Farms and Gilson's and 99 Ranch. We're also in Texas. Um, but um, if you know you prefer to go online, we have our website, ishifoods.com. Uh, it's Y-I-S-H-I-F-O-D-S.com. Uh, or follow us on social media. Um, we share really fun content that we made internally. Um, yeah. I love, love to it. see you. <laughs> any of the touch points. I love it. It's so great. It's been so great having you on. Um, excited about where you're going. Uh, excited about this product. I think you're right. And you don't see a lot of innovation in oatmeal. And so I think that's what makes it really cool and and unique. Um, and with so much in front of you, I hope you'll come back on down the road and share more stories with us. But it's been really great having you on today. Thank you, Justin. Um, thank you for all the questions. Enjoyed our discussion. And uh, yeah, I... We'll keep you posted on our progress. It's awesome. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. <laughs>